First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. We're joined now by former Utica Councilwoman, and uh, she's running again for the position, Samantha Colosimo-Testa. Good morning, Sam. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you today? Good. I can't believe, uh, uh, well, I, look, I know you're a school teacher as well. What is going on with uh, with kids in the city? Yeah, it's, it's scary, and I think that this isn't the first that we've heard about it. Um, within the past year, um, you know, it seems I to... think that it, it, it's got to bring a concern to anybody that, if you, I mean, as a mother, a parent, a teacher, whatever you, yeah. whatever which way you want to look at it, that a fourteen-year-old was just shot in front of in, in, in his head. I mean, in, in the middle of broad daylight, and I think that it it really raises concerns that this much violence is going on in the city. Um, three three shootings and two homicides and in one weekend is is quite frightening. And yeah, then, certainly for a city the size of Utica. Go ahead. And it's just the idea that, and again, I'm all about the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership, but the fact that this, you know, what we're learning from Sergeant Curley this morning is that this was an incident where the gun was uh, readily available in the home to these young children, and it may have been that this could have been an accidental incident. Um, yeah. He seemed to indicate that it wasn't. Yeah. I'm a I I own a, a gun and I have you know I I fully go through my Second Amendment right to, for the right to bear arms, but you also have to be a responsible gun owner too. And whatever whatever case that may be in in this incident, I think when you look at what's been going on in the past year with gun violence, I mean this one particular case might be different, but there's there hasn't been in the past. Do so th- I think that you need to look at it in its totality with what's going on with you know, the, the violent crimes inside the city. Do you think that this is a result of some sort of glamorization of, of that, you know, violence? I, I think what, I think what really needs to be talked about, I know when I went to school, there was, we had dare officers. Okay. And there was officer Lockwood. He would come in, he would talk about, you know, drugs, guns, violence, this, you know, et cetera. And I think that there's really not that much discussion going on inside with our youth nowadays that goes back to what's right, what's wrong. You know, teaching, I had a friend of mine that, you know, was willing to offer a trades program to teach these kids, get them out of the streets, get them out of, you know, what's going on. So I definitely think that there has to be more communication with our youth to let them know that there's other things that they can do, uh, you know, besides run rampant on the streets and, and commit such violent crimes. So I think that, you know, we have to do our part. Obviously, this isn't just a, a citywide problem because, I think, you know, the Biden administration just announced back in the end of, actually, about a week ago, um, their, you know, their gun violence initiatives. And part of that was using the money from the American Rescue Plan in order to try and tackle some of the, you know, violent crimes that have been happening inside the city. So, you know, again, city our size having three shootings in one weekend, I think that, you know, there's got to be better communication from you know, at least the city administration and letting us know what is going on. I mean, I have people messaging me, you know, saying, Sam, what's going on? Like, we haven't heard one thing. Like, you know, this is why we're moving out of the city. And to me, that's unfortunate to hear when we could, you know, be out in front of this and letting people know what we're doing and how we're doing it and, you know, what we're trying to do to curb what's going on inside the city. I know that uh, Councilman Moody, Delvin Moody, had discussed back when we spoke with him uh, in the infancy or even in the works with the police reform task force 
And he had said that, uh, or I, I believe I remember him acknowledging the, the need for the community to to do a little bit of their own uh, kind of look in the mirror to think what's going on. What would what would this task force that you're proposing entail? So what? Where I actually got this task force from? It was kind of back in 2016. I looked at the city of Albany, and what they had done was they put together a gun violence task force. And a lot of the issues that they had going on inside the city, they address with members of the community. Now, this is not a reinvention of the wheel by any means. I'm not, you know, sitting there saying that, you know, this is going to be the end all to the to the solution. But what I think needs to happen is I think that members of the community need to come together and put together what ideas they have for certain groups, okay? And then really give an idea of what suggestions that we could have, you know, to, whether it's a summer, you know, youth program or, you know, that's a, that's a paid internship or some of the things that we could do to try and get, you know, and it's not just the youth by any means. I'm not just saying that. I'm just, you know, looking at specific ways that we could target because to me, a 15-year-old that's being charged in juvenile court now through family court over murdering somebody, you know, by shooting them in the head is something that it's, it's just, I can't wrap my head around it. So, you know, and that's why I look at the focus of trying to get this task force together to literally, you know, find members, not just from the Cornhill community. I mean, this isn't just a one specific area that's having these issues now. These issues are happening throughout the city, and I think that it really comes down to the fact that, you know, we've got to work with one another, and it's to come together with ideas on how we can, we, you know, we can at least tackle this, some parts of this, this issue that's going on inside the city. Sure. Because it really just doesn't affect certain communities. When you have a 14-year-old kid getting shot in the head or, you know, and I'm not just, I'm, and I keep harping on that because it's just, it's, it's it really just hard happened. to believe. And but it's hard it's to also believe. shocking. Yeah, I mean, you literally, you know, how does it, the, the, even the image from the city, I mean, people are scared to go to the 4th of July fireworks because of, the, you know, the issues that are going on. I mean, that's not fair because it does hurt the entire city as a community because people are now scared to go, you know, do something inside their city. So there's really no reassurance. There hasn't been any reassurance other than the police department going on and discussing what's going on, you know, what the city's doing to help with these issues. And when you're looking at, and not to cut you off, Jeff, but just at that point, you know, the the blame solely can't be on, and I'm not saying you are, Sam, I'm not saying that, but the blame cannot solely be on the police department at this point. Because when they're in a situation, as Sergeant Curley said this morning, when they're going to try to respond to a gunshot victim or try to take somebody into the custody or figure out what's going on or not contaminate a crime scene and people are jumping on their backs and assaulting them, what oh, more right. can they do? Yes. No, it's crazy. And it's and, and listen, there's there's definitely a need and I think that's part of the part of the what that American rescue plan money could be utilized for is, you know, increase in police the police force increase in you know looking at ways that you know the police department can be helped with recruiting efforts and and so on and so forth. So I think that you know this isn't a police community issue by any means. What's going on now? So Sam, you're calling for a, a youth violence task force. I, I have a couple questions. The sure. first one being this would be this task force would be police or would this be community members? What's the it would be it would be I mean, it would be a number of a number of people. I mean, you could look at from the police department to members of the common council to members of the community to um, the refugee center to a number of number of of people that could be involved in this to you know really come together and try and tackle the issues that are going on. So it it, it isn't just limited to you know one specific group of people. It's really an entire citywide effort. Um, 
helping helping to tackle these issues. And, and then, Sam, I think you were on the council at the time, although I, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I feel like we go through this in the city of Utica to varying uh, levels every couple of years, where there, whether it's the emergence of gangs in the city or n- now it's gun violence. There, there seems to be something that flares up every couple of years that involves teens, middle teens, late teens, uh, and some element of violence. And I know these tasks, these task, uh, these task forces have been created in the past. I think the DA's office was involved before. I know um, 